The Tim Tam McFlurry is back at Macca's, now available with rich chocolate soft serve. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. It is Sports Day and loving your calls on the IMR Insurance Open Line 1300 736 736. We'll talk some footy and we'll talk some tennis very, very shortly. But Peter is in Lake Macquarie and he's been waiting incredibly patiently for us. Pete, welcome to Sports Day, mate. What's your thoughts? Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, so I've got a number of things to talk about here. And, you know, we talk about, you know, light meters and so on at the SCG and, and so on and... and you know, I, I suppose it comes down to yes, weather plays a, a big part in in what's happened in the last in the last few years at the SCG. Um, yeah, we've got the whole you know world climate thing that's going on and whatever. Mm. But um, I think you know, sort of pretty interesting um, chat with Pat Cummins in the stands this afternoon uh, via the KO Sports coverage, and said the boys were pretty happy to walk off the field. Um, and knowing that, uh, you know, Pakistan weren't happy to play two spinners and, yep. and so on, they, they, weren't, they weren't bowling at, you know, 130, 135s. You know, it's pretty frustrating when it happens. But where, 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 where it gets my goat is, uh, you know, like you can put chips in golf balls to go find your, your ball in the rough, like I'm a mm. greenkeeper. So mm. you can put chips in a golf ball and you know, measure on your watch, metre away from where your golf ball is. Um, surely you can change a ball um, to, to suit the light. And, 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 you know, we've got the pink ball, we've got the pink test matches, we can do all that. Yeah. But also, um, you know, when it comes to rugby league as well, you know, why can't we put a chip in the ball? And the chip automatically reacts straight away and the referee says forward pass it's just it, it doesn't doesn't compute with me it's just it just it's yeah, an interesting it, one it um pete yeah like i obviously follow the footy closely and um uh, the adelaide crows cost themselves well they didn't cost themselves a spot in the finals they were cost a spot in the finals because the goal umpire thought the ball hit the post and it didn't like so surely there, there's better technology than that and we, we talk about that almost weekly in AFL football, but you're right. How, well, we've got a full... I don't think it's even an issue technology for this one today. You've got a full set of lights at a stadium at 2.30 on a summer's day at the SCG and you can't stay out there. Like, like toughen up, even if it is using a pink ball, something had to be done today. That was a ridiculous one, but I get it. The technology in other sports, surely uh, there's going to be some significant advancements in that shortly. Thanks for your thoughts, mate. Appreciate it. If you've got a thought on any of that and, and what Pete had to say, Give us yours, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And just reminding those of you listening to us on 1629 SA, SENSA, I should say, we've got a great prize to give away. All thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental, a double pass to the MTX Club to see the Strikers and the Scorchers on Friday night. Move with the team that's easy and affordable, Budget Car and Truck Rental. Just before we get to Brett Phillips to talk about uh, the stunning events last night. Uh, we, we spoke to him yesterday and asked him about Alex Dimonor and we said he's a quarterfinal about the ceiling of where he can go in the Australian Open. Well, perhaps that has changed after what happened with his straight sets win over Novak Djokovic, the biggest win of his career. We'll get BP's thoughts on that very, very shortly. But um, champion data has combed through each 2023 AFL list and picked out the depth of your club and have ranked them 1 to 18 on which club has the best depth 
It's a little bit complicated how they've done this. To do it, uh, points were assigned per player bracket to those players who are ranked inside the top 50. So each player is ranked on the position that they play. And if you're inside the top 50 of those, you are assigned a point. Three points per top 10 player, two points for players ranked 11 to 30, and one point for those ranked between 31 and 50. And then that has given you a depth score of your list according to champion data. So to give you an example, GWS had seven players rated in the top 10. That equals 21 points. They had six players ranked from 11 to 30, so 12 points there, and nine players ranked 31 to 50 to give them a total of 41 points. If there was a tiebreaker, um, the deciding factor was which teams had more players ranked inside the top 50 per position. Uh, it was based on 2023 list, so if a player was traded like a Lockie Schultz from Fremantle, he is still included in Fremantle's list, not Collingwood's, which is a bit of a strange one, and, and perhaps they could have cleaned that up. But anyway, this gives you an indication. The team with the best depth in the AFL, according to Champion Data, is the Giants. So they had seven, as I said, seven players uh, between uh, 11 and 30. They had six between 31 and 50. And uh, they had a, a few in the top 10 as well. I couldn't, I was a little bit surprised by that. I think we all like the Giants and the way that they're tracking and surprised definitely a few of us last year under a new coach. But they're one. Uh, Blues fans, you've got the second best depth in the competition, if you don't mind. Collingwood, the Premier's come in at three, Melbourne at four, Brisbane at five, the Adelaide Crows. It is finals or bust for the Crows this year. They have no excuses. Year five of a rebuild. Uh, their list is in order. They've got some big recruits, and they've got the depth, according to champion data, there at six. Sydney at seven, and Richmond, which is surprising. Oh, I don't think Richmond have good depth at all, to be honest. I think they'll be right down the bottom, but champion data disagree. They've got them at eighth, and then you can go right through. Um, last, of course, is... North Melbourne, and second last is West Coast. So no surprises. But perhaps the biggest surprise for me was Gold Coast with the third worst depth in the competition according to champion data. I couldn't believe that with the amount of draft pick access that they have had recently and the track that they are on. If you've got a thought on that and you've got any questions on it and where your team sits, let us know. one 736 Let's get to our next guest because he's ready. He's always ready in January. It is his time of the year, and he would be up and about because one of his favourites and has been for a long time is Alex Demonor, and he pulled off the biggest win of his career last night, upsetting Novak Djokovic in straight sets. BP, how about that? Welcome back. Uh, thank you, Kane. Well, you know, yeah, many many have doubted that this young man could ever be a top ten player. Mm. I'll tell you what, it's becoming more a reality every single day. Now, I mean, it's a couple of ways of sort of looking at uh, last night, and look, Alex played. Terrific tennis, and I, I, I absolutely say with confidence to you, Kane, that he's on the upward curve, and I think, you know, where he's going to land, but he should be somewhere in the top 10 uh, by year's end. He might just sneak into the, the lower parts. Then you look at Djokovic uh, last night, the issues with the wrist. I mean, we had that issue, was it last year, with his hamstring? We didn't quite yeah. know whether it was, you know, full on. Was there a bit of gamesmanship in that? You know, was everything on the line for Djokovic last night? No. You know, he's got bigger fish to fry come the Australian Open. So there was probably just conserving, conserving a little bit. Uh, but take nothing away from Demonor. Look, he's got all the tools to worry these guys. Now, whether he could ever win a Grand Slam one day, you know, he might get one little window. Who knows, depending on the draw and matchups and everything else. But he's, you know, he's on the verge of the top 10. And I think that's driving him 
to prove the doubt is wrong. That's been coming out of Alex's mouth a bit, who mm-hmm. just don't believe he's up with that top echelon of player. Uh, but, you know, to be a, a number one and to take the top 10 scalps that he has been doing over the last uh, 12 to 15 months has given him enormous confidence. So we're in good hands. So this kid gives everything, and that's all we oh, ask. I heard, you know, yeah. Well, you know, I, I heard your... Uh, you know, your sermon on uh, on Nick Kyrgios. I think, you know, where I've stood across the journey on uh, Nick. And, you know, but one thing we can guarantee with Alex is that he mightn't have all the, you know, the publicity of Kyrgios, but this is a guy you want to go and watch play and you get every value for every dollar you spend when you sit courtside. So he's a beauty, this kid. Yeah, no, I think for the athletes that I respect are those that put their head on the pillow at night and go, could I have given any more than what I've given today? And, yep. and largely the answer is is no for, for Alex, regardless of the mm. result. Uh, and you've, I mean, you've been big on him, I would think now, for, for four to five years. Yep. You've said, just, just keep an eye on this kid. He's coming and he's, he certainly arrived. I did like... Novak's comments where, you know, they asked him about his wrist and I think Mm. tennis players historically far too often haven't given their opponents the credit or, well, that's unfair. Some of the, some of the tennis players, and I think of Serena Williams is the one that sticks in my mind. It was, she was never beaten by a better opponent. There was always an excuse where, where Novak said, yeah, the wrist isn't ideal, but let's not take anything away from Alex Demon or this is the biggest moment in his career and let's let him enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's been par for the course with Djokovic across uh, the journey. He'll he'll always pay uh, credit where credit's due. Um, you know he's he's won a lot of support Djokovic from the lower end of uh, the tennis ecosystem. I mean he's been instrumental in setting up this sort of PTPA, this you know players association that tennis has never had. They've now got an executive director. They're they're really going into fight for the players to make sure they get what they deserve out of the game, not just the top echelon, but all those down the pecking order to 200, 300, 400 in the world who are all very competent, who should be, you know, not in the poverty area of, Mm. um, you know, where they are right now trying to earn a dollar. So, yeah, I think, you know, the legacy of Djokovic will be interesting. I mean, he's been polarising, yes, but he probably has gone in to fight for that lower end more than what Nadal and Federer have ever done across their career. So, you know, there's always, you know, two arguments and two ways of looking at, you know, someone's impact. Mm. Do, you, do you think it has any doubts over uh, Novak's ability to, to, to back up and go back to back at the Australian Open? Or is it just a little a little blip for him and he's experienced enough to, to brush this off and he'll, he'll still be the favourite for the title? I think this guy, Kane, is so good at managing his body. He's done this better than anyone. This is what's allowing him to play at 36, 37 years of age at such a good level still. So whether it's a hamstring, whether it's a wrist, Mm. I mean, tennis players, as we know, they're afforded little time off. Now, he gets a lesser schedule. He's only playing 18 tournaments a year compared to most guys are playing up to, you know, 27, 28 because of where he is in the sport. So he does get his breaks to recuperate and he's kept his body in unbelievable nick. But you know, I mean, as he's getting older, these little things are going to occur, but he is so good at managing it and finding a way to get through. I mean, he's won so many majors that he just works his way through a fortnight and deals with the ailments that he has. It's not going to, you know, totally restrict him from playing at his best. He might be in a bit of pain, but yeah, he's uh, he's become really the Iron Man from the, the early days of someone who was so feeble in the Australian hot conditions where he, he was melting before he'd even started playing. Yeah. So, no, he's become uh, incredibly durable. And the Aussies are in good shape with the United Cup. They're heading to Sydney yep. for their respective semi-finals. 
Yeah, so we await the winner of Greece or Germany. So they'll play tomorrow. So, yeah, travel day for the Aussies today. They'll acclimatise to Ken Rosal Arena tomorrow. And then that'll be the Saturday night primetime uh, semi. Uh, Poland are the other team in. So they'll play the winner of France and Norway, who are playing at the moment. The French certainly the favourites there. Uh, but, yeah, look, it'd be great if Australia could win the United Cup. Uh, it'd be a nice way to start the year. Obviously, any team competition we take seriously, be it Davis Cup, Billie Jean King Cup, Labor Cup, well, not so much Australia involved in that, but, you know, we uh, have a history of giving it our all. We love playing for the green and gold. That's built into the mantra of uh, Aussie athletes here. So, yeah, the way Demonor's playing, Isla looked better last night, you know, starved of matches last year, Isla Tomjanovic, and we've got the current world number one, Storm Hunter, and Matt Ebden, who's had an incredible year to be top 10 in doubles. Mm. If it does come down to that deciding mixed double, so yeah, Australia, huge chance. So now that Not... we've seen off Serbia and the US as well, yeah, no, it's good heading in with uh, with ripping form. But that was that was such a great surprise last night to see Alex do what he did, and hopefully that can continue. BP, appreciate your time, nicely done. Pleasure, thank you, Kane. Brett Phillips there. He's going to speak to us right throughout the summer of tennis, as he always does. You can catch him on Channel Nine as well, the first serve on, on SEN, and of course across all of our various programming on SEN right throughout the year. To be fair, but particularly throughout the summer of tennis and throughout the Australian Open, plenty of sports news around the place. We touched on that remarkable cricket game um, in South Africa, where the South Africans were bowled out for fifty-five, then India lost six for none off 11 balls. Uh, that game is set to resume. South Africa at three for 62 in their second innings, and we'll see if that game lasts two days, uh, which would be staggering. And some other sports news headlines around the place, and that is all thanks to the Spirit of Tasmania. You can stretch out in freedom on board Spirit of Tassie, free from luggage limits. You can pack more into your adventure with the Spirit of Tassie. There was cricket everywhere last night. Uh, and the first of the BBL games featured the Brisbane Heat and the Sydney Sixers. Brisbane knocked them off to remain on top of the BBL 13 ladder with yet another rain-affected match. Now, the Heat only needed 101 runs after the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern system had to intervene, um, and they have now won five games from their first seven. Paul Walter was the Heat's best player of the game and he collected figures of two for 25 from his three overs and he scored a crucial 23 not out to help lift his side to victory. Uh, it was a whitewash in Perth. The Scorchers, gee, they're a good side and they have been right from the start of the BBL competition. Thanks largely. you got to watch this. Uh, you got to watch this innings uh, from Laurie Evans. I haven't heard much about Laurie, but I watched his innings last night. 85 off 28. I think he got to 50 off 18. It was certainly the fastest Scorchers half century ever. So he arrived at the crease when the Scorchers uh, were on 96 off their first 12 overs, and he helped propel them to a score of 211 uh, with the last 46 balls of the innings. Of course, that was too much for the strikers who could only get themselves to 169 runs in their run. Chase Lance Morris is a star. He claimed five for 24 for the Scorchers with the ball. And Melbourne Renegades legend Aaron Finch, one of our favourites, is going to call time on his incredible big bash career, announcing this will be his last season. Um, and, I mean, he's just he's done it so well. Uh, respected. By everyone, really. Finchie and, and do like his work in the commentary box. So I think a, a long future with the media will be there for him. The 37-year-old confirmed the news at Marvel Stadium on Thursday night um, of that Renegades and Hobart Hurricanes clash. And that was all of your sports news. Thanks to Ty Power.
The Hot Summer Sale is now on. Your local tyre power Hot Summer Sale. Get four for the price of three on Kumo tyres. There was some other news around the place, which we'll get to shortly, including a big day of NBA action and some other news around the place from the world of sport. You are listening to Sports Day with Kane Corns. If you're just joining us, Brett Sunday racing was excellent. He recapped day two of a rain-affected day in Sydney. You can catch up on that with the podcast. And Alex Demonor knocked off Novak Djokovic, if you don't mind. Brett Phillips moments ago giving us his thoughts on that. And we've had a lot of callers tonight as well, which we appreciate. That Harcourt's open line, one 736 736 if you want to have your say.